changing world there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man that voice comes with truth it's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice of holds peace the voice is building bridges your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities ethnicities and groups building bridges comes up every wednesday 11 a.m. to 11:45 a.m. on J11.9 FM an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. A warm morning to you out there in the city of Jaws. It Wednesday, it's 11 of August 2021 and you are on to building bridges a program brought to you by Take and Peace Desk with support from Bread for the World as we do on this program we seek to build bonds of love peace unity and uh, friendship between people ethnicities and groups i'll be doing just that on this edition of the program again i'll be your lead advocate for the next uh, for 5 minutes or there about my name is Joseph or Jadiji standing in for the team uh we'll be do, we'll be talking about a very interesting uh, a topic today uh, something that talks about um, the youth and um, youth participation and um youth access to uh, leadership platforms as well as uh, capacity building even for the youth we discussing the theme of the international youth day 2021 Uh, and the theme is transforming uh, food systems youth uh, innovations for human and planetary health so we'll be looking at uh, the youth uh, involvement in transforming food systems across communities what are the innovative approaches for uh, the human and planetary health that are youth driven that can be applied by youth in our communities or those available uh, platforms that could be leveraged by the youth in our communities Now the youth represent a significant segment of Nigeria's population. Um you know uh, if you look at the estimated population uh, the youth actually takes a very significant uh, number in our population and the power of the youth and access to major resources and platform have been undermined in several ways over the years. Um you know the youth actually despite the fact that we have the numbers but you know access has been a difficult uh, uh, it has been a difficult thing and a big a major problem. as the case may be now the, the international youth day is a day set aside by the united nations usually on the 12th of august that's tomorrow to be specific um to highlight um issues affecting youth globally across a given uh, 
theme for the commemoration of the day and this year's theme actually um, says transforming food systems youth innovations for human and planetary health it focuses on alighting efforts by youth at improving food systems through various innovative approaches that are human friendly as well as uh, environmentally um, enhancing now the world population is growing rapidly and nigeria's population as well is also growing growing rapidly and this also has its own implication on food production as well as demand for food now the team actually looks at uh, looks at uh, those youth innovative approaches that could be um, deployed to bridge the gap in food production to ensure that okay food production actually met, meets the uh, number of the growing population as well. However, um, in the face of these various um, challenges, um, the youth actually stand at the middle of the old, um, uh, the, the, the old um, uh, plethora of um, issues. Now, the youth are the drivers of development, as the case may be in every climate. As such, the youth must be involved for a sustainable approach. In whatever uh, developmental strive we seek to achieve. On this edition of Building Bridges, we shall be alighting the need for youth to make informed um, decisions on food choices through increasing agricultural um, enlightenment and approaches that promote community and individual well-being, as well as sustainable options for human preservation. Now, what are the available food systems across communities and what are the efforts to transform those systems and are there youth innovative approaches to transform these identified food systems in communities especially in the face of growing insecurities in farming communities how can these innovative approaches be sustained how can these innovative approaches be encouraged and how can these innovative approaches you know be be well leveraged for improved food production we shall be having we shall be talking about all these on this edition of building bridges i'll introduce our guest shortly but before i do that i'll quickly take our, our public interest corner on this edition of the program i'll take our public interest corner um our public interest corner on today's edition of building bridges actually talks about the multiplicity of functions by uh, security agencies on the road to be specific we're looking at the uh, the vio the federal safety as well as the nigerian police force you know you see them on the road actually doing uh, perhaps almost the same thing you know almost the same thing you know so we actually calling you know let's have a synergy between um these um security um agencies to ensure that they work together and then um uh, they don't have a uh, multiple multiplicity of roles in terms of their functions across our our, our, our roads to ensure that okay um drivers are not harassed as the case may be and you are out there you are a driver as well ensure that um, you do the needful ensure that you get all your particulars in place ensure that yes you're not found wanting as well ensure that you abide by all laid down rules and regulations as involved driving and vehicular road worthiness it's very very important because life is very important life is very very important and preservation of it is a priority which must be which must be encouraged at all costs very important um so we call on um 
the Nigerian police force, the uh, the VIO, as well as the road safety on our on our on our way to ensure that you know they work together. And if you see them on the road, you know they are your friends as well. So be friendly with them. Ensure that. Um, you maintain that level of cordiality with them, you know, and accord them due respect as needed. They are doing wonderfully well. And let's encourage them to do more. That will be the size of uh, public interest on this edition of Building Bridges. So we'll take a short um, breather as we take message from our sponsors. We'll delve into the discussion proper as I introduce a guest after the break. Please stay with us. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Welcome back from that uh, short uh, break as we took a message from our sponsors. on today's edition of the program, we have with us joining us in the studio to do justice to the theme of the World Youth Day for year 2021. We have with us in the studio um, uh, Mr. Panshak Wesley, a youth advocate. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, glad glad we're glad you could make it. Also, we have with him joining us as well. We have Mr. Samuel Idako. Mr. Samuel Idako is a social commentator. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Good afternoon, listener. We're glad you are here. And lastly, we have Mr. Dakadieng Ayuba. Mr. Dakadieng Ayuba is an entrepreneur as well as a youth enthusiast. You're welcome. Sir. Good good morning, listeners. Thank you for having me. Good. We have uh, a crop of um, young people here in the studio to do justice to the theme of the World Youth Day 2021. So, I mean, quickly, we'll share thoughts before we delve into discussion proper. Um, we'll start with Mr. Dakat Yang Ayuba. You know, how does it feel being a young person in Nigeria today? Well, I, I would say it's interesting um, because... You live in a country where you're faced with uh, multiple challenges, you know, uh, economic challenges, political challenges, uh, even as a person, human humanitarian challenges are all there. So um, it takes a whole lot to actually uh, live in a country like Nigeria. But all hope is not lost mm. because um, we need the right thinking um, youth to actually step in to start working, you know, pick up uh, construction tools for mm. your sleeves and then you start building, you know, building bridges. We can actually build a bridge. I mean, indeed, yeah. indeed. Building bridges remains the program. I mean, Mr. Um, Samuel, I see you nodding. I mean, you have something to add to that. I mean, um, I, I think the first speaker has said it all. Um, living in a country like Nigeria is, is a wonderful experience. Mm. 
um, but then it's, it, it has its positives and negatives, mm. you know. Um, for me as a young person, personally, I've decided to just focus on the positives, mm. you know, because I've been dwelling on the negatives. There's a way it pushes you to <laughs> an extreme corner, you know. So like he said, we'll, we'll keep pushing as young people and keep doing what we need to do, even as we engage the social, political and economic processes, because the, the, the youth is indeed the future. Mm. All right. Quickly, uh, let's have a word from Mr. Panshak as well, you know, dwelling on the positives. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think I also dwell on the positives. Mm. And generally speaking, when you talk about uh, the experience of a young person in Nigeria, mm. uh, you come to, to, to towns that we have a lot of challenges. But again, we have what it takes to be able to overcome this or to surmount these challenges. Mm. And for me, I, I, I feel it is time we begin to assert ourselves as a dynamic uh, source of innovation and we put ourselves out there as a creative force. And looking at it way forward, I think uh, the Nigerian youth can be able to uh, change the narrative. And I believe that uh, sooner we'll begin to you know, uh, make impact where necessary. Okay, quickly, um, I mean, we're actually starting the conversation already on the World Youth Day 2021. You know, the team is talking about uh, uh, transforming food systems, you know, in communities. And quickly, uh, for food transformation to up to occur, you know, by the youth, for, for youth actually to bring on board their youth innovations, access is a very important thing. So, the problem as it is with the Nigerian youth today, is it more, is it more of a function of capacity development or perhaps access? Which is, which is it? I, I, I think for me it's both. Okay. You know, it's both. Um, there's, there's the development of human capital on one side, and then there's the issue of access on the other side. When we talk about human capital development, what is it we're even talking about, right? It's the sum total of experiences, mm. competencies, mm. abilities, and experience that enables an individual to produce something of economic value, mm. right? Um, and one of the ways by which, or the major way by which um, countries of the world develop this human capital or human resource is through the instrumentality of education, mm. right? Sadly, I mean, it's obvious <laughs> our investment in education over the last couple of years. In the last seven years, our investment in education has hovered around 7%. Right? The highest we've gone was in 2015 when we pegged investment in education at 10.9%. 10, 10 that was under good luck, Jonathan. Right? In 2016, it was 7.9%. In 2018, it was 7.4%. Mm. In 2019, it was 7.04%. In 2020, we're looking at about, at about 6.7%. Right? Now we're looking at 5.6%. Right? And what's the UN benchmark? It's 26%. So you see, Nigeria is far away. <laughs> Nigeria is far away from what it should be. Right? So on the one hand, you have you know, that human capital development. On the other hand, is the issue of access. It's obvious. Funding. Right? There's no... I mean, young people can access funds to invest in agriculture. Because when we talk about food systems, we're basically talking about agriculture, right? Mm -hmm. Young people can't can access these funds. By the time you get to the bank, right, there are so many barriers, so many things you need to do, right? So the ease of doing business is, <laughs> is completely out of it. Then going to register your business and all of those things. But it, then the technical know-how, technical know-how. I mean, the, going back to education, 
what we do in Nigeria is largely theory based. It's not functional mm. education, right? It's not. It's by the time it's you are out of school, based. you you are as useless as you started. I'm sorry to to say that, but that's the truth. Those of us who are graduates know how difficult you, you have people who are around for ten years, fifteen years, no regular job because they are unemployable. Why is that the case? Theory based education. So. You know that that has to change. Why can't we have schools for farmers? Why can't we have schools for software engineers, for vulcanizers, for mechanics, right? Mechanics, sorry, right? Why can't we have special schools? After all, the multinationals who come to Nigeria, who are the people they bring to come and head the departments? They are technicians. There are technicians in their country, people who have gone to specialized schools where they've gotten practical skills. So we need to we need to start seeing that happen in Nigeria so that these young people who have been properly trained can bring that know-how into the field of agriculture. Interesting. Um, Mr. Samuel has given us a, I mean, a plethora of statistics, you know, pertaining uh, education as well as uh, human capital development as the case is. Uh, let's look at how all these affect food systems in communities. How are we actually doing as a nation in terms of food production and how are the food systems across communities? Let's look at that. Okay. Um, I would like to add up a little to what he has said. Um, you know, there are quite a number of startups that are into agriculture in, in Nigeria. Uh, but apart from funding and all of that, the policy, you know, policy, government policy has not really, really helped. Okay. We are having issues with um, um, funds for research and development. R&D is also um, a problem. We have a lot of youths who are innovative who are technically sound, some are inbuilt. I watched a video um, yesterday of a boy who is interested in, uh, in aircraft, uh, fighter jets, engines. That boy, as if he's, he's actually uh, from, his, from his mother's womb, he got all of this knowledge, 11 or, t- or 12 thereabout. But this same country does not have a place for him, except people from outside uh, overseas are beginning to look at a potential in this world. So we, we have issues with policy creating um, funds that will support um, engineering and support innovation and all of that, just to add to that. Now looking at food transformation in our communities and all of that, presently we know the situation that we have. I don't want to talk about the past, I want to talk about now. Present. From last year to this year, we've had challenges, uh, farmers going to farm to farm because of insecurity. Now, um, the government is supposed to look at, begin to look at how can we actually provide security for people within these uh, communities, various communities, to be able to farm without fear of going to the farm. Bandits are there, uh, killer headsmen are there, and as long as our farmers can go to the farm to farm, there is going to be food insecurity. Not just food insecurity, it affects per capita income of the farmer. Not just that, it affects the nutritional um, status of our farmer because no food to eat, there will be malnutrition and a whole lot of other issues that are there. So the government is supposed to uh, establish what we call farm guard or something like farm guard, okay? It's a security outfit that takes care of our farms. 
we have a lot of youths. The larger population, I think, uh, Nigerian population, the, pro the productive pro population of, of this country is about 60% of our entire population. So can we have youths within these communities to be members of the farm guard? We are talking about um, vigilante. We're talking about hunters groups. We're talking about um, uh, community police. Thank God for the legislators. The issue of state police has passed second reading. We hope that that becomes a law. Mm. Okay. So, but the farm guard can actually be a unit within the community police or something to be able to, to, to take care of our farm so that our farmers can go to farm, create value, okay, um, produce to be able to meet up the supply chain. Because there are a lot of demands out there. But we need to secure these communities, we need to secure our farms to be able to do all of that. So that is what needs to be done in communities for us to secure um, uh, food and also um, uh, the people, the farmers, you know. I mean, very well. Uh, Mr. Panshak, you've been involved with young people and uh, I'm sure you've worked with young people, I mean, quite a lot. And you know, you know, you know young people and how they operate very well. Um, you, you actually observe that um, here in Jos we have a crop of young people that are willing and able to deploy their creativity, their innovations, you know, to solve common societal problems. You know, you could see a lot of young people in Jos into palms making and all, you know, making very wonderful shoes, those into fashion design, doing wonderful clothing and all, you know, and then even those in agriculture, you know, in, our, in, 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 in rural communities doing exceptionally well. But those in the rural communities actually doing the farm I mean, you know, have come under increased attacks and all as he has said, you know, how can they deploy innovations to overcome these challenges? Well, uh, thank you. Um, basically, uh, I, 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 for one, I, I, I normally advocate for uh, innovations, you know, that will help, you know, change the existing status quo. So, again, when we begin to talk about grass peas, there's need for us to begin to put models in place so that we can be able to diffuse developments across the space. So one of the things I want to say clearly, <clears throat> one of the things I want to say clearly is that one of the, one of the things I want to say clearly here is that uh, there's need for us to begin to engage huge and that has to do with also policy for me. Uh, with, that has to do with also policy. And when you begin to see, do we have functional effective policies that will create that empowered environment for you to begin to engage or engage your faculty of reasoning and imagination? Quite all right, we have seen the creation of intellects of young people over time. You get it? And of course, you can also, you can also, we can also, uh, it is proven when you go across plateau, you begin to see people who have also made an uh, impact in terms of our uh, innovation so that they can be able to. Uh, so that we can be able to make our food systems more sustainable. Mm. So now, let me just even look at it from the context of agriculture. Okay, uh, when you talk about innovations, of course, uh, there are there are huge world regional innovations like uh, like uh, like let's say the digital technology. Sure. Okay, to develop e-commerce platforms so that you can be able to participate in off the farmland activities. You get it, so that they can also add value across the, all the segments of the value chain. But like, uh, like he has said, policy is another problem because they have been excluded. We have been excluded as youth, we have been excluded. So that has also been a serious challenge. But I think with time, of course, like you said, those innovations will begin to also change 
how things have been done, but also change the consumer behavior so that we can be able to uh, move forward. Okay, let's quickly uh, go over to Mr. Um, <coughs> Mr. Ayuba. I mean, um, you're an entrepreneur and um, perhaps into tech stuff as, as, as the case may be. So you'll be able to tell us properly about uh, e-platforms. Mr. Panshak talked about e-platforms, leveraging e-platforms, you know. Um, oftentimes, one of the problems of agriculture as it is in our own side of the world is the fact that uh, usually those in the farm are actually exploited by even the middlemen. So, I mean, how can e-platforms be deployed as an innovation to overcome these challenges? Okay, um, I, I also have um, some experiences working with one or two farmers' associations. Um, the major challenges that farmers have, it's actually, okay, uh, the, the major challenges that farmers have is actually the market. They produce, but they don't have the, the market where they can actually sell. Now, with innovation, like he said, uh, building e-commerce platform for agricultural uh, value chain, you know, you can actually build an application, both web app and also a mobile application, uh, where farmers meet buyers, okay, uh, buyers, farmers also meet um, transport, uh, transporters, okay, um, and also processors buy from them and also move. So is the entire value chain can actually be put together into a platform where all, all of them within the sector can actually interact and create values for themselves, okay? Um, apart from that, the, the, the aspect of processing as well, uh, because the, the major way to actually um, reduce food wastages, it's to have a, a good processing system and also preser preservative system, okay? Now, with that, it's actually going to reduce um, food wastages yeah. and be able to put more money in their pocket because if you use a technology that actually help in preserving some of these foods, it will, you have added value, thereby increasing the revenue generated from that. So the entire cycle will help in reducing food strategy, uh, wastages, help more, uh, encourage more um, uh, farmers to go and produce more. Now, we have a challenge with the youth. A lot of youth are not into agriculture. They see it as old people stuff. I get what I'm saying. Youth can actually come together looking at um, the comparative advantage or, uh, that they have amongst themselves. Um, let's say, for instance, I'm a tech person. The other guy is an engineer. One other guy is whatever. Come up and form a cooperative of uh, agri youth or youth in agri to be able to leverage on one another to create uh, world-class value that will help the, themselves, help their community, and then increase food production and processes, thereby um, uh, uh, creating serious development within their society and then within communities. So technology has uh, plays a pivotal role in 
in agricultural development and then in food in food uh, security as well thank you very much for that i mean um yeah, yeah i really said the piece for yes really said the piece for this um uh, that, uh, for the next question that will be actually be answered by mr samuel idako and you talked about um, technology innovations in agriculture and most of most most of the times you know the young people usually see agriculture as um, something for the old people something for perhaps those in the rural areas only you know how can we really go beyond that thinking how can we begin to change that thought how can we begin to make agriculture you know more fashionable and more trendy even for the young persons by those innovative approaches mentioned by uh, mr um, ayuba thank you very much um again you know, it's 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 collaborative effort, right? Um, so one of the things we've been talking about is policy development, right? We need to create the right kind of policy. There's nobody who is going to drive it. Government has to drive the process, right? Government has to drive the process. Um, I think it was 2014 or so. Um, we, we we came up with we developed a document that never saw the light of the day. Anyways, and one of the things that we proposed in that document was to have a, a sort of conservative core on the plateau, right? That will manage green spaces. Um, you know, go around um, helping people to you know replant. You know, to, to plant trees and all of those kinds of things, right? Government will have to drive this kind of things. Private sector can't do it, right? So we need to come up with the right policy. We need to use the schools to drive this process as well, right? Uh, we need to help bring back agri-clubs or green clubs, right, that would encourage young people to go into agriculture just like we have press clubs and all of those kinds of things. We need to begin to have place emphasis on these kinds of things in our schools, right? And, I mean, why won't young people see um, agriculture as an old man's profession? 80% of what we consume in Nigeria is produced by rural dwellers, by old people in the villages, right, who use very traditional methods of production. So if this 80%, if 80% of what we consume in Nigeria is produced by these people, right? How do, and we are not even meeting demand. We aren't even meeting demand. According to uh, a World Islamic Economic um, Foundation Forum report, okay. right, there, are about there were about 690 million people who were hungry in 2019 alone. And that report projected that there will be 60 million people who will be hungry in the next five years, right? That we're not even talking about Nigerians yet. So we can't even meet global or national demand. There's a lot of money in agriculture. So when we are able to package this kind of things and we present these things to our young people, pack it, make it lucrative. I mean, years ago, if you said you wanted to do theater arts, your parents will smack your head, mm. right? If you wanted to do that. But now we have young people going to do that because it's become glamorous the way it's been packaged over time everybody wants to do that if you said you wanted to be a footballer years ago you know nobody wanted to do that but right now people parents take their kids to special schools where they learn how to where they hone their skills right True. so if we can have those kind of things for our young people 
again, going back to the very special schools I talked about, where people can actually go to these agricultural schools and then learn different aspects of agriculture and what it is. Right now, he talked about um, having um, coming up with apps and how to use technology. Drive, right, right? That the world is talking artificial intelligence. The world is yeah. talking machine learning. Okay. Right, you can use these things, right, to to predict weather patterns. I mean, people now use these things to look at you know soil types. The guys in the villages don't understand that. Mm. So why can't we introduce this? These are things young people are at home with technology. So why can't we introduce them to these things, right? And then they can begin to see how they they can use these things to drive the process. They are doing that in Kenya. Why can't we do that in Nigeria? Okay, I mean it's the discussion is getting interesting here in the studio. Um, we we'll open our phone lines now. Listener, you can contribute. You can be part of the discussion. You can join the conversation. Our phone line is zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine that six in four places or zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight when you call please tell us your name and where you're calling from go go straight to the point please don't be flippant be solution driven you can ask your questions politely and we'll be here to do justice to that um the program remains building bridges a program brought to you by take and peace desk with support from bread for the world um with this, we've been having the conversation around the world youth day 2020 it's actually coming up tomorrow 12th of august but we actually said kickstarting the conversation today uh we're talking about transforming food systems youth innovations for human and planetary health let's look at um okay i think we'll have a call hello good morning hello hello good morning yeah good morning well done we can hear you this is mr emmanuel i'm calling from joss all right mr emmanuel go ahead i i want to sincerely appreciate your guest including you yourself thank you uh, the issue of the farm you are discussing already, we have a platform that we just test run yesterday. It's called Farmer's Tours. Oh, beautiful. And then this tour is for every farmer here in Nigeria to come up with whatsoever product you have okay. and then display it. A customer from all over Nigeria comes in there and buy your product. Okay. Okay. So it was test run yesterday, and the first product has gone live yesterday. Okay. I designed the platform. It's an e-commerce store. Great. So we have already started doing that. I want to see how farmers will be encouraged not to be discouraged because they are the ones feeding the nation. Okay. So I want to sincerely appreciate what you are doing and to let you know that something of this nature has already gone on air. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. We'll let you thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Emmanuel, for calling. Thank you for calling, Mr. Imano. We'd like to know more about um, the Farmer Store app that was actually launched yesterday. I mean, we're just talking about that now. So he actually um, said he built that app, and then I mean, it was launched yesterday. It gives it gives a world uh, platform, a global platform to farmers, local farmers. I want to access uh, buyers, you know, and then it connects them to existing markets for them to do um, to sell their produce. This was just what we're talking about: those um, technological innovation. So it's a great one by mr emmanuel there thank you very much for that wonderful innovation we would like to engage you more on how your app works and how farmers can actually uh leverage the the platform so um we would like to do that let's also see what we have here hello good morning 
Hello, good morning, yourself and your guest. It's Radio Mama. I do not call him from Lancia. Thank you very much. Very interesting Mama. topic. Thank you. Um, you know one thing. I feel that um, the government should lay more emphasis on mechanized farming to attract youth. You know, to to embrace farming. That's one thing they should do. In advanced countries, we don't. They don't have too many people involved in farming in the first instance mm-hmm. because it's mechanized. It's between uh, that uh, two to three percent of the population. But what gives uh, what makes them to have stable stability in food uh, and security is uh, they have uh, industries, you know, that purchase these things and then add value to the raw uh, materials, you know, and then the youth are involved in those uh, um, processes. So they are engaged, you know, that is it. And then there's surplus food for the population before they even export, you know. But in our own case, we, we usually, even when we do what we can do through subsistence farming, we export most of them raw. And they are that level, and we don't add value to it, and we're exporting jobs. Then there should be irrigation farming. You see, that's where government should be involved. And then irrigation means all year round. It's ridiculous as this the 21st century, the hearing, they're waiting for the rain, they're waiting for this. Shouldn't be so. Then again, there should be soft loans to actual farmers, not political farmers. Storage facilities should be available to pay for the rainy day. Why we're having problems now? I think the government had enough storage. Most of the things will be stored. So when there's a kind of a farming wedding, they release them to the market. Then that will force the prices to come down. People who are hoarding will be forced to not to hoard again. But because they, 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 there's no, nobody safe for the rainy day. And the farmers, they are not even getting much like on the party now. The market they are using for it and all that. Within a week or two, they just sell them off because it will sell a perish. They even put the potatoes, lot of the kind of manure they use. Within a week or two, they perish. You know, and then they sell them off like that. They can't even afford to feed themselves or even uh, take school fees or uh, take care of the other needs. Hmm. So there should be a revolution, agricultural revolution in Nigeria. And then the last thing in now, which is so important, is insecurity. I heard you guys talking about the farm that the kind of guys you're talking about, these bandits will just finish all of them. The best thing is let them do this thing holistically. How to carry out a coordinated offense on, on all, all the forests, you know, all the forests, on the plateau, all the Niger, every, the same time. Let it be coordinated. Let them stop this uh, sitting on with kids' groups. Look at 1,000 Boko Haram. Please, now they're saying that they have repented. Hmm. What a shame. Hmm. Let's not give up on this country. Indeed, we will not give up. Thank you very much, Radio Mama. Thank you very much. We're glad you called. Um, that's Radio Mama. They are passionate, uh, passionately uh, giving us some points, and then uh, she made mention of, um, you know, having to export processed produce. You know, don't just. I think I saw over the news where they said uh, a certain significant percentage of Nigeria's exports, you know, being rejected by EU countries. You know, for not meeting standards. You know, it's very, very alarming. So it actually boils down to what she talked about: exporting processed, produced agricultural produce, and ensure that they are up to standard, uh, global standard not just local standard, global standard, so that in global market, they could be competitive and then they could actually sell for uh, good prices and they could get value for money. We'll talk about this. Um, you can still be part of the conversation 90 or 90 We're discussing the theme for the Youth uh, Day 2020, 2021 rather, which says uh, transforming food systems, youth innovations for human and planetary health. Let's Let's see what we have here. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, very good morning unto you guys in the studio there. 
Good morning, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Mr. Bob Illy speaking to you from the South Local Government. All right, Mr. Bob. We're glad you called. Please yeah. Go. Yeah, let me just make an input and then adopt what uh, Mama Onogo said there. Mm. You see, uh, you cannot run a nation, you know, if you got a government and then the issue of food security. There are no provisions for things like that. It's a very, very big deal to the citizen of the country. Mm. Most especially in the kind of situation that Africa is passing through now, most especially Nigeria there. Um, you see, one of the greatest challenges, just like Mama Onogo rounded, rounded off her topic of discussion. Mm. You see, the issue on ground here is who secured the life of the farmers in Nigeria with all the kind of evil menace that is taking place in Nigeria. Now, for instance, a professional farmer now that are capable to receive a loan of maybe from the ranges of 50 million naira to 100 million or even above that. People that can bring out metric tons in different sort of, you know, stuff or varieties of, you know, grains of the food stuff. So you see, professional farmer now is intelligent now, he's just like a brand down because he can't go to farm. None of the mechanized farming or the local farming. They can't go to the farm and do nothing because they got no security that will protect them. So to collect a loan in the bank to go and do the farming is a big deal. It's a big problem. And then supposing now you have a farmer that take a risk and collect some millions of naira and then venture into the farming there. And then with all this kind of disruption that is going on with the extremists. Now if all those crops have been destroyed, the fertilizer there, maybe the rentage of the tractor that you know he hired, and then the loan that he collects from the bank. That is going to be a worse and it's going to be a big deal for him Indeed. with the Indeed. funds that he collects money from. Indeed. So the major challenge is now, how can Nigerian government protect the life of farmers? That is just a big deal on ground now. Indeed. And then how can finally, to round it up, how can, you know, the Nigerians will cope with the issue of uh, the food security this time around? How the population will now come in? And then the inflation of uh, the food uh, stuff in the market is going to be a big deal there too. Mm. So it's going to be a problem. And then the rate of dependency, people who cannot afford anymore, they will continue chasing their brothers and sisters, adding more accumulated problems on their heads. So that's a big Indeed. problem in the country. Indeed. So Indeed. if Nigerian government cannot secure the life of farmers, then automatically there's going to be a big problem in Nigeria. Mm. Thank you very much, my dear Almighty. Grant us the pleasant day and protect us from the hands of evil perpetrators. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Thank you very much for calling. We're glad you call, call. Mr. Bob. A very passionate one there by Mr. Bob. Um, I'm so sorry. At, uh, I mean, our time we're already running short. Uh, so I'll quickly give uh, a guest a, mi- a minute each to respond to the callers. Quickly. Okay. Um, I will start with the first caller. 
Mr. Emmanuel mm -hmm. said he has uh, a solution. There is farmer store. Yes, farmer's what? Store up. Okay, farmer's store up. Yeah. So um, I think for him to actually get the, the farmers to participate, he needs to do a lot of sensitization. Okay, trainings, go to the um, to different communities, get farmers aware, get them to understand the benefits they could derive from using the application. And um, if they are fully aware of it, they will, they, will, they will actually patronize that. But they need to have a full knowledge because information is power. True. Okay. True. Then to the second caller... Um, she mentioned three key three key, points. key points, you know. Now, like the farmer's guard uh, I, I mentioned um, earlier, it's not just going to be people holding, I mean, sticks, just a guard and you stand. No, if we have the state police thing pass into law, it could be a unit in the state police. Some could be trained holding arms and all of that. You understand? Like a unit. And then it will actually help in protecting these farms. And, and the government has to be intentional about protecting the farmers and the farm. You understand? If they want to end this insecurity, they will. But things are not working as expected. You understand? So, so I think um, that's what I have to say. Well, for me, mine is a passionate appeal to the government, mm. right? Um, the primary responsibility of government anywhere in the world is the protection of life and property. The government of the day, whether at the state level or at the national level, cannot cannot abdicate its primary responsibility and ask the citizens of this nation to protect themselves, then there will be no need to have elections. There will be no need to vote people into office. So those who are in government must protect the people. And I buy into the idea of having a farm guard, like he said, is a specialized police force we're proposing, mm -hmm. right? Anywhere in the world, why, why do we have border guard? But her guard is, is a specialized police force, poli trained to, to guard the the, to protect the border, right? So there's nothing wrong in having a, a farm guard, like he said. They can be trained, armed, and protected. And let's see who will go to the farms to, Indeed. to try that superior firepower. Indeed, thank you very much, Mr. Samuel Idako, Mr. Panshak. Okay, I think uh, let me just kind of um, build on their foundation they have laid. Okay, they have, uh, let me build on the foundation they have laid so far. And where there is absence of physical security, mm. again, it's going to be difficult for people to be able to access their farmlands. Mm. And right now, the reports we have received is that people have been displaced from their ancestral homes, and they can and people no longer go to the farms for fear of being attacked because the communities have been subjected to frequent attacks. So again, I think, like what they have said, I think government need to increase security measures so that they can be able to tackle these challenges. As, as far as we are concerned now, uh, what is happening will pose a serious risk on the performance of our food system. So what I'm saying in essence that we'll be, there's, that, there's that projection that we may also suffer from uh, food insecurity and as well as nutritional security, uh, sorry, food insecurity and nutritional insecurity. So of course, government need to step in to ensure that there's also security so that people can be able to go to their farmlands and also uh, do what they're supposed to do. Thank you very much. We're glad you could make it, Mr. Panshak. Are you Mr. Panshak Wesley? Thanks for coming. Uh, also, Mr. Samuel Idakwa, a social commentator. Thanks for coming. Pleasure. Uh, Mr. Dekatyang Ayuba, an entrepreneur and youth enthusiast. Thanks for coming. We're glad you could make it.
they have both they are all friends of the uh, of, of the desco anytime actually we'll call on you and i uh, we'll hope you actually reply to us thank you very much that will be the size of our edition for today on building bridges we actually celebrate all the youth efforts in nigeria to ensure that we have a working country especially efforts together pulled together by young people we celebrate you we celebrate you tomorrow is world youth day ensure that you appreciate the efforts of youth around you youth in your communities those actually uh, drive to, those 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 drive at uh, protecting and ensuring that you have safer communities and a uh, provision of food um, security even in your communities celebrate them tomorrow and give them the available platforms also from the management and staff of uh, tech and peace desk we wish to celebrate um, with and um, celebrate with um, management of uh, J11.9 FM on their fifth anniversary. We celebrate you. We pray God continue to bless JFM and move JFM to greater height in glory. Thanks very much. My name remains Joseph Ojadeji. That will be the size of our package today. Let's do this again by His grace. Blessed are the peacemakers.
a pepper seller or a movie star Doesn't really matter who you are Do the right thing Do the right thing You can be a politician or a policeman You gotta take the stand and do the right thing Do the right thing Tomatoes. I be me add pepper joint. Yes, I bet. Add. Ah ah ah. Can see. Yes, your cough self done the past week. Ah ah ah. Take can easy with that now, eh? But customer, this your cough, eh? Let you try and talk speech now. No, yourself no say no be correct time be this. They could just talk say I get COVID nineteen. Ah ah, customer. Oh cough no be the same mo. This one feel be tuberculosis now. Eh ah, auntie. Now true talk oh. Check ammo. Make you day sure. Because who no go? No, no go, no. Check that cough for tuberculosis. Check ammo, check ammo. Make you day sure. If cough don't want
hurry you pass to it. If it be tuberculosis, TB test and treatment, not free. Just call the National TB Hotline for 334.